Real talk time, my love. Sometimes the things that make a big difference to your business feel hard. There, I said it. I've done plenty of things that have felt hard. Does that surprise you? I mean, maybe it does because I'm always talking about how much damn fun I'm having over here while I'm making my millions. Okay, so maybe not millions just yet, but you know, we're on the way. Just because I opted out of the hustle, the struggle, the sacrifice, and the efforting my way to success, ew, doesn't mean that I don't do hard things. I do pretty frequently at that. So on today's show, I want to be real with you about hard things that have made a difference in my business. I want to make a distinction for you between struggle and hard things so that you can choose wisely. And I want to help you understand what goes into doing the necessary hard things that are required if you want to be growing. And I'm talking about growing your business, yourself, your bank balance, all of it. But one thing that's not going to be hard is listening to this episode. (laughs) Should we do it? Let's go. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. How are you doing? It's your business bestie here, Cory Javid from CoryJavid.com. I hope you're having a fabulous October so far. I've been having a whale of a time, as is often the case for me, just very much enjoying still the spaciousness in my days and weeks now. Now that a little bit of normality is back, very much enjoying the beach walks. In fact, I just returned from really a beautiful walk along the beach with tea and toasted banana loaf slathered in butter with my best friend. I mean, are there (laughs) more perfect ways to spend a Friday morning than with your best friend looking out at the sea, chatting, laughing, snorting tea through your nose, maybe a little bit. (laughs) It happens. Um, And eating toasted banana loaf with butter. I can't think of many things I would rather do on a Friday morning. So um, I'm really excited to bring you today's episode because, you know, I like to keep it real around here, right? But this is a conversation I don't believe we've had or we haven't had it enough. And it's one that I'm always having with my clients and the women in my mastermind. And it's a conversation that I find myself having quite frequently behind the scenes, whether it's with my mastermind ladies or my other clients, about the hard things that we actually have to do in business. So this is going to be an interesting topic, I think, because I think you might um, be surprised with some of the things that I'm going to tell you. (laughs) So um, I'll give you a little update first about what's going on over here. Got something coming up for November that I'm working on behind the scenes that I can't wait to bring you. I'm really excited about it. You're going to love it. Trust me. Um, What else is going on? Oh my goodness, just celebrating so many wins for my Elevated Abundance Mastermind ladies. 
I am obsessed with these ladies already. I'm absolutely head over heels in love with all of them. They just have the best energy. I've been loving our group calls. I've been loving Voxer one-to-one check-ins with them. I'm absolutely loving our Facebook group. It's like maybe my favorite place to hang out right now. <laughs> um, everything about it is just incredible. And these ladies, they're, you know, no moss is growing on them. They're just creating wins left, right, and center and celebrating in the group. And I'm just loving it. So good. I knew it was going to be incredible. Um, I knew I was going to absolutely love it. And here I am <laughs> loving it. And here it is being incredible. Um, and one of them sent me a Voxer message um, yesterday saying, oh, I just wish I'd started this sooner. She's just absolutely loving the experience of it too. So, oh, so good. So I'm just, yeah, loving getting really stuck in with these ladies and showing up in a different way, of course, and, you know, really expanding into that. It just feels so good. Um, On that note, as you know, we are allowing you to pay a deposit and book a space either in the January cohort or to be on the wait list, depending on when you speak to me and how many spaces are left. Um, For the Elevated Abundance Mastermind, do not delay, my love. It's best if we just chat and see if we think it's a good fit for you and the right next step for you. I'm not here to hard sell anybody into it. Ew, (laughs) not my style. I'm just here to help you make the right decision for you. So book your call, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate, find out more about the Elevated Abundance Mastermind and just just book the call. Just don't overthink it. Just do it. Let's just have a chat, you and I, shall we? On that note, if you've had a look and you did try to book a call and there wasn't very much availability or none, my calendar does get a little bit busy. Um, in terms of the availability that I open up. Uh, obviously, as you know, I have a lot of free time, so it's not like because I'm actually busy. Um, but I did open up some new availability. So go and book in soon. There are some October slots now. You can go and get yours in the calendar and we can chat. Yay. Um, so go and do that and then come back. Are you back? Yay. So now let's talk about the hard things that make a difference in business. Do you know, I I nearly had an entirely different name for this episode, but I worried that you would think it was a trap. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you about this. So I was going to call it something like the truth about what's been hard for me in business, but I thought you might think it's a trap and I would get you lured in (laughs) into the episode and then say, ha, nothing's been hard. And if it's felt hard for you, you're doing it wrong or something like that. Um, I'm kind of like mocking myself a little bit because I know that I talk all the time about how easy success has felt for me and the ease and flow and playfulness and joy that I bring to business and to my everyday. You know that I've opted out of the paradigm that says that we must work hard in order to be successful. You know that I'm just not interested in efforting my way to success. That's all still true. And yet the truth also is that I have had to do hard things. And so I was chatting about this um, on one of the mastermind trainings that I was delivering and I thought I really need to bring this to the show. We need to have a good, honest chat about this, you and I, because you hear me saying that my life's fun and everything feels easy and 
you know, I'm really not into efforting, but that doesn't mean I don't do hard things. And I really want to be transparent with you about that because I'm not here to paint a picture for you or I'm not here to present to you a Instagram highlight reel. You know that's just not my intention and not how I roll. I like to keep it super real. So I do want to talk to you about the hard things that have made a difference in my business. And I want to get you thinking about the hard things that you might need to do in your business and also give you some permission for those to feel hard, permission to do the hard things. But also my intention for us today is for you to understand, if you don't already, the difference between struggling and doing hard things because those are two very different things in my mind. So I want to kind of share with you my definition of those so that we can be really clear. And so it's a kind of useful gauge for you to have when it comes to your own business and you can ask yourself, oh, is this feeling like struggle actually or is this a hard thing that is for the benefit of my business? Those are two really very different things and there's an easy way to look at it. So that's why I wanted to bring you this episode today. I love to always keep it real and this isn't a conversation I think that we've had or had enough and I really want to help you to feel empowered to do hard things too because hard things, yes, I've done them. I've done some really hard things in my business, right? And I'm actually really proud of that and I don't want to shoo those things under the carpet or tuck them away and not have that conversation because that's not what I'm about. I'm about, you know, creating success on your terms. Yes, creating success with sense of ease. Yes, I'm here to help you opt out of struggle. Yes, but I'm also here to hold your hand and support you and empower you to do hard things. So I really want you to understand that. Um, And I really want us to talk about the hard things that are worth it too. So let's get into it. Let's just dive straight in, shall we? And I really want to start with this definition, this difference between struggle and doing hard things. So sometimes in business, things can feel like a struggle. And that is when you're in that space of efforting and working hard and not achieving the thing that you want to achieve or feeling like you're putting a lot of time in but staying stuck, feeling overwhelmed. These are all in that kind of lower to efforting energy levels on the scale of energy. By the way, if you're new around here and you haven't been introduced to the scale of energy, go back in the episodes and definitely listen to the scale of energy masterclass. And we also have a four-part series on the scale of energy as well. But doing hard things does not exist at that energy level. Well, obviously you can do hard things at that energy level, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about doing hard things from a place of empowerment and with expanded or elevated energy, which is a totally different ballgame. And so let me give you an example to really explain this clearly. Let's look at selling, for example. It's one of my absolutely favorite topics. I absolutely adore equipping women with the skills that they need to sell and sell with integrity and soul alignment and ease. Oh, yes, love it. I mean, don't get me started because I could just spin this whole episode into a really in-depth conversation on sales. I will be doing that at some point, don't worry. Um, But let's talk about sales as an example here and look at the difference between struggling and doing hard things. So let's say that you have a high-ticket service that you sell. And so you sell that via sales calls. Struggling might look like not getting on sales calls. It might look like 
avoiding them or doing anything that you can to get off of them, wondering why they don't convert but not getting any support with that, wondering why nobody books sales calls with you but never actually uh, promoting them and talking about them or inviting people onto them, and staying in a place of struggling to book sales calls, struggling to convert sales calls, feeling like it's really hard and telling yourself things like, I'm just not good at sales. I just wasn't born for this. I just hate selling and having that really negative energy. So feeling like you're dreading sales calls when you do have them booked and then avoiding doing the things that will lead to sales calls and kind of self-sabotaging a little bit because you don't enjoy them when you actually have them. So that was what struggling would look like with regards to, say, selling high ticket services via sales calls. Now, doing hard things in the same scenario would look like showing up for a sales call, noticing that it feels awkward or uncomfortable, noticing that your mind is going to all kinds of negative stories, all kinds of limiting beliefs around selling, and deciding, well, do you know what? Sales are the lifeblood of my business. I need to do something about this. And making a hard decision then. Either I'm going to commit to being uncomfortable and showing up and really learning this. I'm going to keep putting myself out there. I'm going to keep inviting people onto sales calls until I can book them. And then I'm going to keep showing up through the discomfort of the sales calls, learning how to serve and sell in a way that feels an integrity until I've nailed it. That's the hard thing rather than the struggle. Does that make sense? And it could also be accompanied by who can I ask for help with this? Who can I learn from it? Is there a course? Is there a coach? Is there somebody I could practice on even though it feels really cringy doing role play? Can you see the difference? Can you see the difference between struggle and doing hard things? It's still hard sometimes for people to learn how to sell. When I say hard, I mean it can feel uncomfortable during the process. But struggling is when you're really not showing up for the thing fully. You're repeating the same behaviors and staying stuck and expecting a different outcome. You're giving yourself a ton of negative talk and you're very much sitting in the vibration of the problem and therefore perpetuating more of the problem rather than aligning yourself with the solution. So sometimes the solution is a hard thing. Sometimes it feels stretching. It feels uncomfortable. It's a difficult decision to make. It takes a leap of faith but doing it makes a difference to your business. So I did that exact same thing with selling. I realized that I I knew kind of intellectually and I'd had some sales training, kind of how to sell. But it's a very different kettle of fish. By the way, I learned the other day that that's a very British phrase. So if you aren't British and you don't know what a kettle of fish is, I can't really explain the phrase to you. <laughs> Sorry. It's a whole different thing. Um, So it's a whole different thing when you're selling yourself and you're selling working with you as opposed to selling something else. Total side note, I used to absolutely crush it at selling Dyson Hoovers or vacuums as you may call them um, when I was 16. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I found that straightforward. But when it first came to selling myself and my coaching services, less straightforward. But I knew that it was absolutely fundamental to the longevity of my business that I learned how to nail converting sales calls. And I really wanted to learn how to do it in a way that felt in integrity and felt, um, you know, 
respectful of the other person and all of the things. I was not interested in learning any sleazy, salesy, pushy tactics um, or pressuring people, ew, any of those things. And so, you know, that was one of the reasons why I invested in, in coaching early on was because I, I, I knew that I needed that support. And so I made the hard decision to invest in coaching and that's a bigger, wider conversation, which we'll have in just a second. But I also made the hard decision and did the hard thing of showing up repeatedly for discovery calls, which in the first few instances didn't go smoothly and I felt super uncomfortable and I had to learn and I heard money objections and I didn't know what to do with them and I had to learn and I would present my price and people would do that sharp intake of breath and I had to learn and I kept showing up and I kept showing up and I kept showing up even though it was uncomfortable because I was determined I'm going to learn this, I'm going to nail this and I'm going to get to the point where it feels fun and guess what? I absolutely love a discovery call now. I'm so laid back on a discovery call now. I just very much enjoy meeting and talking with uh, somebody new that I've perhaps not spoken to before or catching up with somebody else who maybe we have a little bit of an ongoing relationship and finding out where they're at, what they need help with and how I might be able to serve them. Like I absolutely adore that now. What's not to like about it? But it took me some time to get there. It took me some time to feel confident in what I was doing and able to navigate that kind of a conversation with confidence, but also, like I said, with integrity and from like this place of soul alignment. And so now that feels easy to me. Now selling is so easy to me. But at first, it felt hard. Showing up to learn it felt hard. Making the decision to invest in myself, which gave me the support to keep showing up for it, felt hard, right? It was a hard decision. It wasn't just a breeze and a walk in the park, but it did not feel like a struggle. So do you see the difference? This is the difference between struggling and doing hard things that make a difference. Did that make a difference in my business? absolutely there's no way I would have built my business as fast as I did or come as far as I have without having shown up for that pushing myself continuously out of my comfort zone to learn how to do this and learn how to do it eventually with ease right so that's the difference between struggling and doing hard things and I want to tell you about some of the hard things that I've done in my business and my personal journey so far (laughs) always find that such a cheesy phrase. I know you know I always say it, Um, but it is. It's cheesy. Let's just all deal with it. I want to tell you about some of the hard things that I've done, but that have made a huge difference in my business. First is investing myself because that was the first hard thing that I did because I didn't even have a business yet. I had no proven track record in business. I had nothing evidence-wise to suggest to me that I could be successful. I had nothing by the way of logic or ration or reasoning really supporting my decision to invest in myself at that point. I just had an inkling, a little fire in my belly that I was kind of stoking the flames of and I made the decision to make a leap. It didn't make sense. I had been unemployed for several months. If you want to hear my story more about it, you can go to the episode. um, I think it's like unemployed to six figures or something like that. I think it's even called my story. So you can go and look um, back in the previous episodes if you're interested and you haven't heard that one before. But I had been unemployed for several months. The severance money that I'd been given was like running dangerously low. Um, I'd even come to the end of the government help that I was receiving and they were like, you need to be doing something, you need to be getting a job. And I was like, ah, I don't wanna. I don't see anything out there that's gonna suit me. And to top it all off, we were right slap bang in the middle of huge structural 
renovation work on our house, which we'd committed to before I was made redundant from my role, <laughs> which means that we were just throwing money hand over fist at the money pit that is our house. <laughs> Um, so it really made no sense. That was a hard decision to make, but I made it and I made it gladly and I have not looked back since then. So did that make a difference in my business? You bet your ass it did. <laughs> There's no way I would be here now speaking to you if I'd never made that decision back then. If I tried to struggle it, and you see I made the distinction in that moment between I can struggle my way there, I can make this hard decision to back myself, to take a leap of faith, and I can just trust that I'm going to figure it out. There's no way that I'd be where I am now if I'd chosen the struggle route. I propelled myself forward. So that is something that can feel hard, a hard decision in the moment that you're making it. And then showing up for that decision as well can feel hard. But I have invested in myself gladly ever since then. I'm absolutely addicted to it because I know that it's the real thing that makes the difference, especially when you're investing in your own mindset and your own energy. That's the place that really pays the dividends, that really gives you exponential returns on your investment. Because even if I'd only just done those first six months of coaching and then nothing else, I would still be reaping the rewards of that in my business right now. So it's not just like the thing that's so good about when you invest in support in that way for your mindset, for your energy with something like coaching is that it's the gift that keeps giving, right? So that's definitely been my experience of investing myself in my business so far. And at this point in my business, I've invested tens of thousands of pounds in myself and I consistently invest. There has not been a time in my business since before I even launched it to now there's not been a time when I've been investing in high level support. So as you know, I am now part of a high level mastermind, which I'm obsessed with, not as obsessed as my own mastermind that I'm running now, but I'm still obsessed with it. And I spend that money gladly. And I know it is so worth it having that high level support and having a way of making sure that I'm supported in the other hard decisions that I make. So that started as a hard decision for me and actually is a very easy decision for me now. It's very easy for me to invest in myself, not just because I'm making more money. Yes, that can help. But really, even before that, that felt really true, investing myself once I'd done it once and seen the benefit because you get that instant energetic upgrade and you up level in the instant that you invest in yourself in a big way and you say yes to possibility and yes to yourself. Once I'd understood that, then I was like, oh, okay, this is actually easy now. This doesn't actually have to feel hard. But I do acknowledge and recognize that it feels hard at first. So investing in that kind of support, that high level support, that's been a thing that's made a big difference, even though it felt hard at first. Um, the other things that I've done is investing in team. So investing in support inside of my business. And again, the first time that I did that, that felt hard. So I've shared the story like a million times on the show probably about where I, when I invested in bringing in Carly into my team, who is now my lovely OBM and started off though as my VA. I did not feel ready for that. I felt like it wasn't quote unquote justified. But I knew that I had to be securing the support for the business that I was building rather than the business that I had today. And guess what? Well, as soon as I did that, I collapsed the space and time between those two points. And so I really get that. And I invest in my time.
time in buying back time by investing in my team. And I really understand now the value of time. It is our most precious resource. And when I can leverage my own time effectively, which means, yes, spending it wisely in my business in my zone of genius, but it also means having plenty of time to do things that light me up. Because when I do, then I'm actually a better business owner. I'm actually a better wife, mother, all the things, right? So I invest in my team so that I have that practical support in my business, but I also am investing in time when I do that. So I get to enjoy my life more, (laughs) right? In all honesty, and I get to enjoy my business more because I'm not doing the things that are other people's zone of geniuses. I'm letting them do them for me. But I want to acknowledge that when I invested in, say, Carly, that felt hard. That decision was hard. But if I had not invested in her, guess what I would have done? Struggled because I was doing everything myself at that point and I was feeling stretched. And I was thinking, I'm either going to have to negotiate on my non negotiable, on my non negotiable hours and, and up my 25 hours a week, which I just was not interested in doing, hence the term non negotiable, <laughs> um, or just keep struggling as I am, or I get the support. So even though it felt like a hard decision, I knew it was the right one and it made a massive difference to my business. And then taking on other team support after that felt easier because often it's the first time we do a thing that it feels hard and then we see the difference that it makes and then it feels easier. Um, But taking on, for example, we all know how my Facebook ad strategy went up in the smokiest of smokes, (laughs) but even that was a big decision and that felt hard at the point of taking on a Facebook ad strategist because we're talking about many thousands of pounds every month to pay for Facebook ads management and to put money into ads when you're going to go at it in a significant way. And I've no doubt that if that strategy had been the right thing for me, which clearly it wasn't, the universe is telling me so, (laughs) but if it had, then it would have made a difference in my business. And actually, even though I made some investment there, and I didn't gain anything back. And that, you know, that was a hard decision either way. Um, I know that it's still going to have made a difference in my business because now we're going to be finding a more creative way to scale. And I have no doubt that it will be the better way for me and for my business because, hey, everything's always working out for me, right? <laughs> and there's a reason why the universe doesn't want me to do Facebook ads right now. So that, you know, still can feel hard is my point. So just investing in team support and then being able to delegate feels super easy now at the point that I'm at. But at first, doing that felt hard. And then also when investing in team or contractors or expert help now means a kind of step up or a real stretch investment, then of course it still feels hard, but it can still be the thing that makes a big difference in my business, right? So investing in myself, high-level support, investing in teams, in investing in my team, Uh, What else? Being visible. I know that that can feel hard. That was one of the very first challenges in my business, getting over myself so that I could get visible. I'm sure we've all been there. Maybe you're there now. If you're there, you're not on your own, my love. We all go through that. But I did it. I did it anyway, even though it felt hard, even though my monkey mind, you know, the negative Nelly in your brain was screaming at me, what are your ex-colleagues going to think? I don't know why that was my thing. Everyone gets a thing, like a a person that they're worried is going to judge them. That was mine. What are your ex-colleagues going to think of you? They're going to think this, they're going to think that. And I did it anyway. That felt hard. But if I'd 
not got consistent. And I have been hella consistent online since I've been in this game, whether that's sending emails out, showing up on social media, doing this podcast, you know, consistency is my middle name. It's actually not, it's Anne. (laughs) But that's made a difference to my business. And it doesn't feel at all hard now. Being visible just feels very natural to me at this point. But it did not feel natural at first. It felt hard at first, but I refused to struggle. Struggle would have looked like putting it off, procrastinating, being consistent for a while and then pulling back, allowing myself to wallow in the negative thoughts and feelings, allowing those limiting beliefs to dictate my actions and get the better of me, allowing my energy to be pulled back down the scale of energy, right? So that's something that felt hard, isn't hard. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about, and it's not necessarily the sexy thing always, is doing the actual inner work. I really do the inner work. I am not afraid of it. I will go there. I will look at my most uncomfortable, unsexy thoughts, the ones that feel so ridiculous, like I can't believe my brain just said that to me. I will be honest with myself. I will bring them to my coach if I need to or to my mastermind sisters. And that can be uncomfortable and that can feel hard sometimes. It can feel hard to admit that you've got something that's holding you back. It can feel hard to admit to yourself that, ah, there's that thing again. I thought I'd killed off that that negative belief and that, that was holding me back, that negative story. And here it is again. And okay, at this point, I have so many tools and methods and I make it as easy as possible myself and I have the support there. So it doesn't Um, feel hard very often anymore. But uh, that's only because I've done the hard thing of making it a habit. I did the hard thing of making a commitment to myself, of making a decision, and then honoring that commitment and that decision to continually do the inner work, to not allow myself my own BS. I am really open to having my BS pointed out to me. Um, My coach will tell you this. She said, you're always available to be wrong. And that can feel provoking, right? And that felt hard to adopt in the first place. But I understood fundamentally the importance of the inner work and I'm dedicated to it. And of course, it just feels natural now because I have that support, because I have routines and tools and practices that make it so easy for me now. But But making that commitment and making it a habit at first felt a bit hard, right? And also sometimes when something really uncomfortable comes up mindset-wise, that part of your brain wants to shut it down. It wants to pretend it's not there. It wants to pretend that you didn't just say that thing or didn't just acknowledge to yourself that the real reason that you're not doing something is because X, Y, and Z, even though that's a really embarrassing thing to admit to yourself. You know, sometimes the things our brains say are sometimes even embarrassing for us to even note down in a journal, right? (laughs) Um, But I'll do it. I will do it and I will tell people about it if I think that's going to help me. And even though that feels hard, like actually, do you know what? If I'm being really honest, here's here's what my brain's saying right now. That can feel hard in that moment, but it's always worth it. And it makes a difference to my business every single time because I don't let the negative chatter slow me down and hold me back. And I don't let it pull me into those lower energies and spiral me down into struggling and efforting. And the other thing that I do that is hard in my business and that makes a big difference is I make 
scary decisions. <laughs> you know, growth-based decisions are very rarely just no-brainers, kind of like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. <laughs> it's rarely how it happens. By the very nature of them, the things that are supposed to help us grow are going to stretch us and make us feel uncomfortable, right? Your dreams are not made inside of your comfort zone. I'm sure you've all seen memes and things on Instagram to that um, to that effect. And But it's true. It's absolutely true. And hey, it's not like I'm sitting here freaking out outside of my comfort zone all of the time. And this is a really important thing that I want you to consider often the hard thing that you have to do only feels hard in the moment of the decision or the moment of the taking action and it's actually much more fleeting and much less hard in comparison to the struggle that we create for ourselves if we're putting off the decision or putting off taking the action and I've really learned that and that's why I actually embrace the hard things now to the point that this is one of the reasons why I don't even always think to mention it on the show because I will do the hard thing, but then I've moved on. And I've made the decision quickly, and then I've moved on. I haven't wallowed in it feeling hard. Does that make sense? But back to this thing that's hard that I do is I do make growth-based decisions. So I invest, say, in expensive software or expensive experts, and sometimes they pan out and sometimes they don't. In ads, I have put money in ads. That can be a significant decision at first. Obviously, now I'm not doing it. (laughs) but I have done previously. Um, I'll give you a couple of specific tangible examples from my business. So one would be the Limitless Mother template shop. When we were building that behind the scenes before we'd even launched it, we decided to invest in this particular shopping cart functionality piece of software. And the way that it worked uh, for that one, it was the best option for us. I won't bore you with all of the technical details. But it wasn't one of these monthly subscription ones. It was a one-time, like, lifetime license. And so it was many hundreds of pounds at a point at which I had no income coming in from the Limitless Mother template shop. So it was a complete punt (laughs) in that way. And so that is just uh, one example. And these are, you know, I could just catalogue these sorts of things that happen. But I had to make that decision. Do I want to spend many hundreds of pounds that will take some time to recoup when the templates back then, they were just $47 each, right? That will take some time to recoup. What if nobody wants these templates? What if nobody buys them and sees the value of them? I knew that they were like really useful for my clients, but giving something to a client and having them love it and use it and telling somebody about it and asking them to buy it are two totally separate things. So I had to make that growth-based decision. Do we go with like inferior functionality that's not going to have the longevity for us in terms of what we know we want to be doing with this shop? Do I buy the software that's in alignment with my vision for this and take a punt? Or do I go with a software solution that is cheaper on a monthly basis, but is not going to be the thing that we ultimately need? Do I kind of like reduce my vision in the moment that I'm making that investment decision and that growth-based decision? And so that is just one example of like a hard decision that you can make in your business that does make a difference. And so it's not like that particular shopping cart functionality has something about it that has meant that my shop is successful, but It is true to say that by making that decision, I was making a vote of confidence for my vision for this shop and committing to its success. Does that make sense? So it was a hard decision, but it made a difference. And another example that I have for you with growth-based decisions 
is launching, not just launching my podcast, but actually deciding to hire a team to edit it. Having a team to edit your podcast might seem like a, I don't like the word expensive because I think it's just such a terrible word because it's all so relative. Some people might say it though. If you were like trying to do everything on a shoestring and you ask somebody to edit your podcast, then you might think like, oh, that seems like a lot of money. But for me, it was 100% the right decision. And actually, it's massive value for money. I'm not going to go off on a tangent here, <laughs> but it's massive value for money. If you've ever tried, oh my goodness, if you've ever tried to edit a podcast episode yourself, you'll know like that, that shit can take you hours. And also, oh, just the hassle of like doing it. I like to just record and then just let everybody else do everything else for me. Anyway, so even though I knew that I would love delegating that, that's still a decision because when I launched my podcast, I had no possible vision of a revenue stream from the podcast. I knew that if I wanted, say, sponsorship, then that could take me ages, years perhaps, to get to a point of the right number of downloads to attract the right kind of sponsor that's not going to meddle with the integrity of my show and that feels like a good fit. And even then, the actual sponsorship fee might not be very much, you know. So I wasn't doing this as a revenue stream. I was doing this kind of as a labor of love. I don't like that word because like labor sounds like hard work. I just, it's a joy and <laughs> a treat to make this. But you know, it was a passion project. And I suspected that it would do good things for my business and have a, and would have a significant impact on my business, but I couldn't know that. And it wasn't a revenue stream in and of itself. So while the growth decision to go for the expensive cart software for the template shop felt like, okay, that's a bit of a punt, but I'm going to take the leap of faith because this is a shop we're creating. There's a huge potential to make a ton of revenue. And that fee, even though it's many hundreds of pounds, will, you know, pale in significance to the sales that we could be making with this. And this is something that we can just keep selling and selling. There's no limit to how much we can sell in the template shop. So that's an easier decision to make than I found making the decision to do the podcast. But I knew and I made the decision very quickly because I was like, this feels like the right move. I just suspect that my audience, you, my lovely listener, my best friend, um, are going to love hearing from me on a podcast as, and it's much easier content to consume as a mother and business owner than say live streams, even though I do like a live stream, but I just thought it'd be better for you, a better format. And I'm committed to showing up and providing a ton of value. I just really want to do this and I believe it can impact my business, but I have no kind of like business plan for the podcast. I have no projections of revenue here, but I'm still going to invest significant sums of money every single month for the duration that I am doing this podcast so that one, I buy back my time and I'm not, you know, messing with my ability to be consistent by slowing myself down, meddling with some tech that really is not my business to meddle with. Um, but also just having that support and saying, yes, I'm going to invest in this podcast and I'm going to believe that it's going to do good things and it's going to be worth it for the impact that it's going to make. That could have that felt like a hard decision in that moment. I made it and I made it gladly. I'm so glad that I did because actually <laughs> I was fully booked for the first time. I think that was the first time or no, I had my, I was fully booked with my waiting list for the first time very soon after launching my podcast. And actually my business just kind of exploded off the back of launching the podcast. So 
Although you could say I didn't get any revenue directly from the podcast, it has been a game changer in my business. But I could not have known that ahead of time. But I decided it to be true and I backed it up with a hard decision. Does that make sense? So is it worth it? Absolutely, it's worth it. And this is the thing with growth decisions though. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. There was another time I invested in something and it was a hard decision because it was a significant sum of money to me back then and it didn't pan out. But I don't regret that. It still made a difference to my business because it made me um, more savvy and better at doing a bit of due diligence and better at asking for what I want and what I need and getting clearer on setting expectations when I'm making investments. So even though that was a hard decision that didn't pay off, it still made a positive difference ultimately in my business. So those are some of the hard things that I've done. I've shown up and been visible. I have invested in myself from before it made quote unquote sense and was logical And I took significant sums of money when we didn't have significant sums of money at our disposal to do that. And then I've consistently done that since then. I do the real actual inner work, which can sometimes feel uncomfortable, but I do it and I do it gladly. I invest in my time and I invest in my team. That felt hard at first. And then I've made all manner of different growth-based decisions along the way, which will feel hard in the moment, but always make a difference. So those are some of the things I've done. I hope it's getting you thinking about, I hope it's giving you permission actually to do hard things in your business because it's not about business always being super easy and everything getting handed to you on a plate, but it's about showing up for your business and knowing that you're a business owner and an entrepreneur and we need to be resourceful and we need to be decisive. We're the CEOs of our business, whether you like it or not, right? And the sooner you can align yourself with the identity and the energy of I'm the sort of person who can make hard decisions in her business and also simultaneously align with I'm not the sort of person who opts into struggle, (laughs) then you're going to be winning. (laughs) So I told you about some of the things that I've done that have made a difference but felt hard in the moment. But what really makes the difference, and I want to be clear on this, um, are a few things. And I'm just going to run through these for you. So being willing to make hard decisions. So as soon as you are willing to make hard decisions and you don't prolong the decision and procrastinate and worry over it and drag it out because that's just struggling over the decision, right? Being willing to be decisive and make hard decisions is really going to serve you. And that's one of the things that means that the decision makes the difference in your business because you are up-leveling your energy by showing up even for the decision. Does that make sense? The other thing is being okay with discomfort. I'm absolutely fine with getting uncomfortable. I told you about how I got really uncomfortable at first in order to learn how to sell with ease. It wasn't comfortable at first, but now it's so comfortable and so easy and so effective. So it's worth it. I'm willing to go through that discomfort. I am not willing to struggle or sacrifice, but I am willing to get out of my comfort zone. Absolutely. When I can see that it's going to make a difference. Um, The other things that really make a difference are backing yourself. Can you see how in all of those decisions that I've made, all of those hard things that I've done, They felt hard partly because I had to back myself. They felt hard partly because I had to trust myself. Backing yourself, trusting yourself, 
are absolutely fundamental to your success. If you cannot back yourself, if you cannot trust yourself, then you won't be able to do the hard things, my love, and you won't be able to move your business forward with that sort of speed and actual relative ease. When you can back yourself, when you can choose to show up for yourself and you can choose to trust yourself, oh my goodness, it makes the true difference. And that's what all of these hard things represent is an opportunity for you to show yourself that you back yourself, an opportunity for you to show yourself that you trust yourself. And prioritizing yourself because, you know, sometimes some of these decisions do involve taking money out of the business and paying yourself in a different way or paying for something else prioritizing yourself, prioritizing your needs sometimes, prioritizing your business. It does feel hard sometimes, but it makes a difference, right? So in all of these things that I've described, I've had to look at my priorities and prioritize the hard thing. (laughs) And because it's me and because it's my business, that means prioritizing myself, really, is what I'm saying here. And doing the inner work to back all of this up. So I know this is kind of like a bit of a a kind of looping one because doing the inner work is sometimes a bit of a hard thing, but doing the inner work supports you in doing the hard things. Having that support with your inner work is such a game changer in your business because it means that as soon as you are up against a decision or a hard thing that you know that you need to do and success is on the other side of it, when you're supported in that, guess what? That hard thing just got 10 times easier (laughs) because you're not going to default to struggling through it alone. You can just be supported in doing the right thing, being decisive, stepping forward, taking the action, whatever, up-leveling your energy, whatever the thing that is required of you in that moment. And going all in. I have been all in on this business since day one. I don't have a plan B. I'm not interested in a plan B. This is it. I am all in on this. If it all went away tomorrow, fine, I'd go all in on the next thing, (laughs) right? But I am all in. If you need to listen to the episode, are you all in? Go and listen to it. It's one of the all-time listener favorites. Um, I hear about it still now, even though we recorded and put that one out quite a time ago. But go all in. And that is really what allows you to do the hard things that make a real difference in your business. Okay, my loves, I hope that's been really insightful to you because like I said, I wanted us to have some real talk about things that have felt hard for me and hard things that I've done that I think really, if I'm being um, frank about it, these are the things that I feel separate me from somebody else who is struggling, who hasn't seen the success that I've seen. So, and and equally, probably there are people more successful than me that have been more willing to do hard things that I haven't been willing to do yet, <laughs> right? But when you look at the difference between people who are getting the kinds of results that they want to get in the ways that they want to get them, it's because they're willing to do certain hard things. And so next time you see somebody, and if you ever succumb to that kind of comparisonitis of like, oh, it's so much easier for her, or oh, this, that, and the other, you know how we do that to ourselves, right? We see somebody doing something that we want to be doing, or wish we were doing, wish we would give ourselves permission to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tell ourselves all kinds of things to make ourselves feel better. Like, oh, well, it's it's okay for her because dot, dot, dot. Instead, I'd love you to ask yourself, what hard things did she have to do? And again, I don't want it to be about struggle. Like, oh, how did she have to struggle and make it through these big, long challenges? No, it's not that. But it's like, get realistic about, well, what did she do that might have felt hard? What kind of hard decisions did she make? What did she show up for through discomfort um, in order to get the kinds of results that she wants? Uh, you know, it's 
It's those things that make the difference. And it's those things. And this is the thing that I really want you to take away. I know I keep going on about the difference between struggling and doing hard things. But the truth is that the hard things are often an instant when you actually do them. If it is the decision, say, to invest in yourself, you see the thing in front of you that you know you should be investing in, like, or you want to be investing in, your soul is telling you to invest in, you know it's going to be the thing that's going to make a difference in your business, you can do the hard thing in an instant. You can say, do you know what? Screw it. I'm going all in. I know this is the thing. I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to back myself. I'm going to do it. Boom. The discomfort is now over. You've made the decision. Your body relaxes, right? You you pay for the thing and you're like, well, I'm in now. (laughs) I'm going to submit to it. And you realign your energy to, well, it is on now. This is happening. That's how quick it can be. Whereas in the same scenario, if you are struggling with the decision, shouldn't I? Shouldn't I? I don't know. Maybe I will. I don't know if I can trust myself. Oh, but what if this? What if that? If you delay it, you drag the decision out, guess what? You're getting struggle. You're getting prolonged discomfort. If you said, actually, do you know what? Even though I feel like that's the best move for my business, I'm I'm not going to do it. Here's all the reasons why I'm telling myself and convincing myself out of it. I'm just going to try and do it on my own instead. And you're opting for struggle. The thing that is always surprising to me is that people are so willing to opt into struggle because they're trying to avoid doing a hard thing and when in reality doing the hard thing is over in an instant (laughs) you've done it you made the decision you invested in the thing you hired the person you did the live stream whatever it's like maybe an hour (laughs) you know maybe five minutes sometimes maybe even 30 seconds compared to if you don't do it and so that's what I really would love you to think about today if you've been putting something off that's seeming hard well you're making it harder by putting it off for a start and have a think about okay if you're on the other side of that then it's not gonna be hard anymore right and if you don't do that thing are you going to continue to struggle start getting real with yourself about some of these decisions and weighing things up properly rather than weighing them up out of fear which is what we can tend to do otherwise so it really was keen to have this conversation with you today because I think it is the thing that really makes the difference so often is being able to back yourself and say, do you know what? I can do hard things. It's fine. I'm not going to struggle. I'm not going to effort, but I can make that momentary decision. I can show up for something. I can hold my boundaries. That's another hard thing, right? Sometimes until we get used to that, but it's so worth it. And actually it often eliminates efforting (laughs) and preserves our energy, right? So I could go on all about this for days, but instead I'm going to bring you a dash of woo for this to really take what we've been talking about on today's show and help you to integrate it into your life and business. I have a journaling prompt for you and it's this, what is one hard decision or one uncomfortable step that you're putting off right now? Be honest with yourself. What's one thing that you could do, however scary it might seem, that would make a big difference to you and your business if you let it, if you trusted yourself, and if you backed yourself? Spend some time with a journal. Don't censor it. Be really honest with yourself. Being honest with yourself can be a hard thing, right? So you actually get a little win there too. I'm going to give you a gold star for doing that. Pat on the back, shake your hand, high five you, all the things. Um... So go and do that and then ask yourself to look at the difference between if you continue to delay that, procrastinate, mull it over, 
avoid it, all of the things, versus if you went for it, how long would the actual discomfort be? How long would it feel hard? And what is on the other side of that? So what is on the other side of, of continuing to not make the decision or or saying no to the thing? And what is on the other side of saying yes to it? Now, it doesn't mean you have to say yes to absolutely everything that comes along the way, but it's a much better way of weighing up, am I in or am I out? And really start to notice And so this is a really great exercise to do now, to be honest with yourself about what's in front of you and what maybe the next move is for you and your business. It's also a really great thing to keep in mind anytime you've got these kind of decisions coming up and to ask yourself this or come back to this prompt anytime you need to if you feel like you're staying stuck or stagnant or you're efforting or struggling. So if you are, often it's you're avoiding a hard thing. Amazing. So if you're ready to be supported in doing hard things, come and work with me, my love, because I can make it easier on you, right? (laughs) We can, as a group uh, with your new business besties inside the Elevated Abundance Mastermind, we can do hard things together and then they seem like a breeze and we have a laugh along the way and maybe drink some champagne or tea, right? Um, Head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate, click on one of those shiny green buttons, do yourself a favor and book a little call with moi and let's have a cup of tea and a chat and I will let you know if I feel like the Elevated Abundance Mastermind is the best fit for you. If it is and we have spaces left in January, then you can pay a deposit and secure your January space and then be swanning through the autumn and December like, oh yes, I've got my new group of business besties and all the support that I need to make 2021 incredible come January. Woohoo! <laughs> At least that's what I would be doing if I was you. Um, If you're listening to this probably a few weeks after it goes out live, then there's no guarantee, of course, that there will be a space in January, but we will be creating a waiting list for subsequent rounds. So either way, I'm going to keep inviting you onto these calls, whether or not we have January spaces or not, just because I am obsessed with this and the kind of results that you can get. Because it's, I know, I'm going to just toot my own horn here for a second. I know that we're all friends around here, so you'll allow me. I know that I'm incredible at what I do, right? I know that if you're a mother and a business owner and you want to be creating massive results in your business without massive effort, and if you want to be learning how to use your energy instead of effort to create new money levels for yourself to up-level your lifestyle on repeat and just be enjoying your best, most limitless life, then I know that I'm the person to help you. And the most magical thing is that inside of my mastermind, you get not only that, but you get that multiplied by the energy of the group. Like, it's so incredible to me. I just really want it for you as well. So if that sounds good, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate, book your call and let's chat, my love. If you want to find out more about today's show, you can do so in the show notes, which you can find at corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash hard things. And do not forget, my love, you are limitless. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes. It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each month, one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly. 
So, if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.